this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello. I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! All right, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, you all right there? I'm all right. I wish I wish you guys could be in the studio with us right now, and we're not going to repeat it. Oh, uh, my name is Jason, and uh, that fine young fellow you uh, just heard from is Terrence, and then of course we have Taryn over here, and we are the cast of Ears Up Podcast, a podcast about Disneyland. If you tune in to to learn about how to fix your car or what size uh, rims to get, or uh, you know how to replace the little plastic things on the end of uh, shoelaces. Uh, that's not what this podcast is about. <laughs> You're in Disneyland land, friend. <laughs> and there's no better place to be. We're having a little fun. We're a little goofy here tonight in the show. Yeah, things little, just got weird. Things got a little... Did they get weird or did they just get called out? I think they got awesome. <laughs> I think they got awesome, too. Yeah. They definitely got something. You know, we've been talking about... Uh, uh, doing a live show um or at least a pre a pre-show and i you know i, I don't know i mean we, we have the the setting in the studio that we rent um uh, there's webcams and we can actually do it we have the technology but um i'm curious to see how many people would do it because it actually does take a lot of work um you know so uh to run the cameras and I'm worried about well, keeping not... fans. If we... Well, and that's the other thing. So, you know, we're all adults, and uh, and the podcast is for, is for you know, everybody. It's family-friendly. But oftentimes, as, as, as what will happen with uh, with good friends in, in the same room is, you know, uh, we'll tell jokes, and we'll be funny and crass and all those other kind of things. And, uh, and uh, you know, we don't necessarily – it's not necessarily kid-friendly. Right. Or – uh, the you know, eighteen and over part, proper in mixed company, either <laughs> respectable person, friendly. Yeah. yeah, so you know, I don't know. We're I complete mean, degenerates outside of this podcast. That's, that's so true. Basically, um, so I don't know. If you guys want, let us know if that's something you'd be interested in. Is like a, hearing a pre-show or, or, or hearing how we prep for the show, or or uh, even just seeing the live show. I mean, it's really just three people in a green room. Uh, it's not that <laughs> exciting, but. Um, you know, I don't know. It could be. So, if that's something you're into, we would probably do it on the live stream, uh, uh, livestream dot com. Um, I think it's free, which mm-hmm. fits our budget perfectly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, so I don't know. Let us know either on Facebook or Twitter, or send us an email, or you know, Instagram, or I don't know, Telegram, or whatever you want to do. Fax us. Fax us. We should get a fax number <laughs> just because. <laughs> If you really want to reach out, you're going to have to go to like CVS and send a fax. We should actually all cancel our emails and only fax. Only fax. I'll have a pager (laughs) and I want you to spell it out in pager code. Oh, that'd be awesome. That's nice. One, four, three. (laughs) Uh, If you are on the internet trying to send us information, uh, why don't you go on iTunes? You can subscribe to us and that way you don't have to to find us through the blog. Um, Rate us while you're there too, please. Um, 
I recently fixed our iTunes feed. It was only showing the the, the last ten shows, but I fixed that now, so all the shows should be on there. So, um, you know, download. We have a new listener. Oh, only one? Just one? Yeah. I think we have several. But no, no, we have one new listener. What is it? Okay. My wife. Really? Oh, was she not before? No, not really. And not, and, you know, not, not because she didn't like us or anything yeah. like that. She just didn't have time. I would hope that she likes you. Well, I, it depends on the day. But um, we I have to hear you talk in person. I don't want to well, sit and drive and listen to you talk. It's a pretty talk. valid point. It is. True. But we listened to about um, maybe six or seven on the way back from Reno the other day. We were wow. in traffic. And uh, the kids were asleep in the back, and she was really getting into it. And oh, so wow. we finished the first two, and I was like, so what do you want to listen to? I want to listen to the next one. So it was good. So she's cool. down now. Um, does that mean you'll be coming to the park a lot more often? No. Okay, good. All right. Well, that's fine. Yeah, I heard from a friend of ours actually today who said that he and his son have listened to, he's like, I have to admit, we've listened to each episode three to four times. That's awesome. I was like, wow, that's, cool. that's really cool. And it, it is nice to, to be able to uh, do something that that your friends like also. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to, to hear about how, how, how much they get into it. Mm-hmm. And then how much their family gets into it and their friends and the kind of being on the ground floor of something, the word of mouth like that is, is, is pretty neat. And you actually bring entertainment and joy to people's lives. So, yeah. Uh, well, I think that's what we are kind like, of worried about in starting this too. It's like, oh, yeah. are we just talking to ourselves here? Yeah. I, I was <laughs> I like, mean, who knew where this was going to go? Right. I thought for <laughs> sure it'd be maybe 50 listeners because it would just be kind of all of our, our Disney centric friends and right. then that's it. But, uh, We've actually been doing pretty good. Uh, you know, download numbers are looking good. I, I just posted the uh, uh, the gumbo recipe on the on the blog, mm-hmm. uh, earsuppodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Ears, and I got to eat it. And it was great. Um, but the, the, the gumbo show is quickly becoming our most popular show. That's the, pretty awesome. The social clubs show was, was, was the leader for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but the people are just eating, <laughs> eating it up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't know. It's just it's kind of neat to see the numbers grow and grow. And and, and and you know, thanks everybody for the support. It's been really it's yeah. been really great. So um, yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, if you are listening to the show, be sure to follow us on the social networkings, please. We are on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Also, again, go to the blog because we do uh, stuff that we don't necessarily talk about on the radio. We write a couple blogs here and there. Uh, but, for example, the gumbo recipe, I, I, I read it to you on the air, uh, but then we actually made it a few weeks later and then took photos and posted the entire recipe online for you so you don't have to sit there and transcribe and, you know, rewind. Was that half a teaspoon or mm-hmm. three-quarters of a teaspoon? Yeah. I couldn't really, so, uh, you know, check that out, too. You can actually subscribe to the blog as well. So then you'll get a little email whenever we post a new thing and, uh, even even a new show, so you'll know you'll know right away. Yeah. I also wanted to note that uh, with our Instagram, uh, you're not going to see everything. If you just follow us on Twitter or on Facebook, you're not going to see all the Instagram things. I tease you, we tease you with some of those things, well, but you're a bully. But uh, <laughs> I want you to follow us so that you can see all of them. That's true. That that's the way social, excuse me, social networking works. You oh, can't good, just I'm doing fo- it right. You can't just follow <laughs> one stream and get all the information. Right. So you have to follow us everywhere because we are, we are everywhere. Excuse me. We can be, we can be all over your phone. Right. We're on Pinterest as well. Oh Don't yes, we that. are on Pinterest. Oh, I, I actually have been forgetting. <laughs> and the that. recipe is on Pinterest. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's awesome. Um, feedback. We do like feedback. So uh, you know, if you have anything to say, positive or negative, about the show, 
uh, please let us know. You can go to, I keep forgetting if we have a feedback we email don't. or not. I should no. set that up. I'll set that up. But uh, until then, uh, email Taryn at earsup-podcast.com. Remember, ears with a Z as I bite my tongue. And it's T-A-R-E-N. Thank you. Yes, that's right. Um, all right. Speaking of feedback, Taryn. Yeah. Feedback time. Um, today's feedback is a little bit different, but I, I thought it was worth noting. It's actually a uh, review mm-hmm. on our iTunes. Oh, great. Uh, this person, so there's no name on it, but this person says uh, that we have an incredible breadth of topics. And in parentheses, it says Disneyland tuna burger, exclamation point, question mark. I like bread. <laughs> breadth. Oh, bread. Yeah. Okay. An incredible breadth of topics. <laughs> Disneyland tuna burger. And obviously the hosts have access to insider information. Great okay. show. Great production. Great respect and love for Disney. Well done, guys. I just thought that was nice. Yeah. I like when we get compliments. I wonder <laughs> if he wrote that before or after we talked about the lady in Walt Disney World. <laughs> Definitely before. Way yeah. before. And he obviously did not eat the tuna burger. <laughs> right. Or else he would have been the emoticon for throwing up. I think that the water fountains are situated too close to the wall. <laughs> if you could just pull them out from the wall, I just can't. <laughs> but see, tuna burger, regardless of whether you like it or not, which I didn't think it was the worst thing in the world. It wasn't the worst, that's for sure. That pork chop cooked. It was still really kind of interesting. It was super interesting. Yeah. And, you know, it's a little Disney past, and that's mm-hmm. what that's what people ate in the 50s. Yeah. I know. That's like that literally. How'd that's they what survive? they ate. <laughs> and how'd they stay so skinny? Because they wouldn't eat a lot if that's what they had to eat. That's why. Yeah, portion <laughs> control. Yeah. There point. were fat people in the 50s. It's mm-hmm. not like. You, well, you know, never see any of them in of. pictures. Sure, you do. Really? Sure. Oh. Yeah. I am. Not looking at the right pictures. Just portions. Maybe, I'm lo- maybe I am looking at the right pictures. Maybe. <laughs> uh, all right. This show's topic. <laughs> uh, last time we were at Disneyland, we, we, we took another tour, so we're going to give you a little rundown of a tour, um, and then we're going to do some more Disney news, which I, I, I kind of enjoy, and then we'll you know we'll, we'll call it a show and get out of here. So uh, the tour that we took um, was called the Waltz. No. No. Sorry. It was called the, <clears throat> the Walkin' Waltz Disneyland Footsteps Tour. I can only read the notes that you wrote, so that's all right. I, it says it right there in Topic, my notes. Topic, Waltz Footsteps Tour. Oh, I, you wrote that. I didn't I did? That. Yes. God, I'm so dumb. <laughs> Okay. Well, uh, the, the what was it again? It was the Walk and Waltz Disneyland Footsteps Tour. That's right. And uh, this was. Oh, hang on a second. I just we just got feedback. Really? Yeah. Wow. Oh. Well, all right. Go for it. Huh. <laughs> I'm reading it right now. Uh, I'm nervous. When it's you not just get feedback. a, it's another spam. It's another spam. Oh, oh. Uh, my name is blank, and I'm contacting you because I would want to see if you're interested in writing a pre-release review of my latest mix. It consists of a Disney movie and theme park attraction music mixed with various instrumentals to the story of Disney's Pixar's Up, all mixed live on two turntables. Oh, is it sad that that sounds awesome? <laughs> Kinda. We can check it out. You want to check it out? Come on, man. Russell on the ones and twos. That's awesome. What are you talking All right, about? Here's a two-minute teaser. If it's any good, well, I'll give you guys this. You know, this person's name. Okay. Okay. Uh, assuming that I know exactly what's going on in life. <laughs> are we going to be able to hear it? I don't know. That's what oh. I mean. Oh. The suspense. 
I take back what I said. <laughs> This is you, Terrence. What is no, that? No, it's not. I what take it back. I don't understand what's happening. Well, who is? Oh, who's here we go. Here we go. Oh, is this where it gets good? We'll see. Yeah, it's over, so that's where it gets good. Um, yeah, never mind. I'm going to get tons of emails going. Look, you really were really rough on that guy. On blank. Um, well, first of all, that was a minute and ten, and he said it was two minutes. So, if you're a DJ, you should probably be able to tell time. <laughs> well, well, he I, obviously can't because it wasn't synced say, up well. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, it's fine. Didn't he say it was from Up? It I, was I'm super. That was. It was adventurous out there. It was the. Um, oh, that part is. What was the guy talking the whole time? That was, was that? the adventurous out there. It was from the movie oh. when Rus- when um, not Russell, but the old man when he's watching the uh, the film before he meets uh, his future wife. Wa- I'm sorry, I love this movie. So it's, it's a good movie. It was it was the old you know 50s preview um, oh. before a movie thing of where he's watching the guy in the blimp to go um, you know find the bird. Weird. Yeah. Not what I not the part I expected. No. It yeah. Was, uh, it, it was very. It was a weird sample. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, look. Anyway, if, if you liked it. I don't know why you would. Um, <laughs> the album is called Adventuratorium, a musical retelling of Disney Pixar's Up. Um, hmm. from, All right. from DJ Rom. DJ so Rom? Go pick DJ up. DJ Ron? Rom. Oh. Okay. R-O-M. Like okay. rom-com. Like rom-com, yes. Well, it sounded like a rom-com. Like, I was expecting more like, and then it was like a, I don't know. It was different. It was different, but uh, anyway, so there well, you go. All right, we did it. We did yeah. what he asked. Yeah, good luck. Okay, so back to the... I feel like we should just cut that out of the show. No. 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 All right. Spontaneity. Yeah, all right, we'll I leave like it in it. there. All right, so let's get on with this tour. So we took this tour, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I'll leave my, my judgment to the end of it. Um, I'm going to give, give you some of the facts. Please do. Give me facts, baby. So this was a gift from me to Jason, so Thank you. uh You're welcome. Uh, there are some things that he doesn't know, but he will find out. Uh, he knows it was expensive. Yes. Um, and it was. It was, in fact, it is $112 approximately Oof. per person. Wow. We got our AP discount, our annual pass discount, so it came to about $89. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's how much I love you. Wow. <laughs> Can I just get the money next time? <laughs> no. Yeah, I, <laughs> I have bills to pay. Hey, we got to do something most people don't get to do. Anyway... Uh, and with this, uh, you get a three-hour tour. <sighs> That's right. Yeah, she's pretty yeah. bad today. Can no, you put no. the music back on? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it also includes either lunch or dinner, depending on what time you take the... Uh, Which I do like. I mean, it, it does kind of give a, a perceived value of, of you know, of what your justifiable value, mm-hmm. I suppose. You know, $112 for, for people, uh, plus lunch... Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, you get a cool pin. You get a crazy at the end. Cool it's, pin. it's you know, it's about an inch and a half by two. It's a it's, it's large, huge. Mm-hmm. and it's a little book. So it's like a photo of Walt on the front, and then you open it up, and I, I, it had the opening. Yeah, the opening like ceremony speech inscribed yeah. on it. It's like a oh. it's a whole thing. But see, it's too heavy to yeah. You can't actually wear it. That's wear, yeah. but yeah, it's 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 really nice. <laughs> wow. Um. So the cool thing about this is that it's 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 half 
guided by a real person. Um, Ernesto was our, our, our guide's name. He was rad. Okay. And uh, and then it's half audio tour. Mm-hmm. So they give you this little audio thing. You hang around your neck, and they give you headphones. Um, and then you, you walk around, and, and, and your tour guide will control whenever mm-hmm. you know th- there's something to, to be said. So uh, we, we start kind of right where the tour guides you know, are to the left of City Hall. And then we kind of walked to the middle where the flagpole is. Mm-hmm. And we got to hear Walt's inaugural speech. Oh. As we're standing there. Disneyland. Like, so oh. we're looking at the plaque. And, you know, Ernesto's like, this is where he was standing literally right here. And you can see the photograph. They have a couple places in the park. Mm-hmm. He's standing right there. And, uh, and and he just pushes play on his little adapter. And we all hear it. And it was kind of cool. I mean, if that's not magically emotional, I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't even there. And I'm starting to tear up a little bit. No, right it's it seriously cool. like... Yeah. Yeah, it's a tearjerker. It was neat, and then uh, so we walked down Main Street, and we're kind of looking at the windows, uh, you know, with with uh, people who are instrumental in getting Disney and, and the park set up and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And uh, that was pretty cool. But we do have a, a tip just right off the bat: if you're going to go to do this tour, you can bring your own headphones. Yes. Oh, because okay. because and you should. <laughs> yes, because the headphones they they give you it, it, it's those kind where if you ever worked in any entertainment industry or any sort of um, uh, you know, I don't know, security guard, whatever. Uh, you like, it's it's shaped like a like a letter C, like a crescent, uh-huh, um, uh-huh. and then it has a a line through it. So I guess it's like a the letter D, mm-hmm. right? And you have to take your earlobe mm-hmm. and thread your earlobe through this thing, and mm-hmm. so it kind of wraps around your ear. It's right. uncomfortable and difficult to put on. So uh, just bring your little earbuds. They'll mm-hmm. just plug right into the thing, and you know. Whatever. Okay. Yeah, a couple people on our tour had their earbuds, and I was super jealous because yeah. those things start hurting after a while. You can't hear very well. I mean, you can. You can hear fine, but you could hear better if they were. I had to push it to my ear own. a couple times to, yeah. to really hear because it's, you know, you're walking around the park. Right. And, right. you know, all the sounds and, and, and all that kind of stuff in the park, and mm-hmm. it's, it's tough to hear. So bring your own, bring your own headphones. If you're yeah, for hear. sure. Um, yeah, so then basically we just walked down Main Street, like you said, uh, looked at some of the windows. We would stop periodically and, and listen to something or talk. Yeah, which I thought was pretty cool. And then uh, so after the Main Street, we kind of made our way through uh, to Tomorrowland. We hung out by the, the big Tomorrowland sign, which, to be perfectly honest with you, I never really noticed that there was a there's a giant Tomorrowland obelisk yeah. orb type thing satellite. <laughs> nonsense right in the middle of the thing because whenever you go to tomorrowland you don't really go straight ahead right or when you're going you're looking kind of you're looking at the surface mm-hmm. because you don't want to run into a stroller well and the, the entrance to tomorrowland you never actually go in that area right you go from There's, either side right you don't you go really from, go through the front exactly exactly so when you're coming from main street you know we actually went and made a 90 degree and went in uh, and then, and we didn't go into main uh, into Tomorrowland, but we did hear a couple stories. Uh, you know, our, our our tour guide was was telling us about the opening day uh, preview um, for for Disneyland in general. Uh, apparently, there were a bunch of counterfeit tickets. Yeah, yeah, made and people and there was a, a local farmer that was charging people like five dollars or ten dollars <laughs> or whatever it was to use his ladder to climb over in the back end of of Disneyland. <laughs> and uh, so you didn't need tickets or people were, were counterfeiting tickets. Mm-hmm. And th- there were 10,000 people when they were expecting 300 or some insane number like that. Yeah, there was a lot that went wrong with Disneyland. Yeah. There's yeah. also the concrete on Main Street wasn't dry and women's yep. heels were sinking into it. Yeah. yeah it was kind of messed up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and then he, he was talking to us about 
Autotopia or Aut- Autopia. Autopia. I don't. I just. I don't know why I can't ever get that right. But uh, Autopia, uh, their cars broke down in such numbers that they only had two functional cars oh. left by the end of the day. Yeah. Do you think that line is bad now? Next time you're in line for Autopia, because I know you're going to go. Whoever whoever's listening, uh, you the listener, the listener. Uh, next time, even if you walk by that ride, imagine there are only two cars. Oh. Well, and and it, murder. I think what he said was that it's because cars were kind of a newish thing. I mean, that version freeways. of a car, Free, no, freeways. Oh, freeways. freeways. That's were, right. Yeah. The I five was being built. It wasn't even open. Yet. Yeah, yeah. And so it was. These people had no idea what to do. They had no idea. <laughs> they were on the on the road with so many different cars. They, mm-hmm. I, I literally think they just kept crashing into each other. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was pretty cool. And, and you know, we eventually we just made our kind of way around the park. Uh, stopped in front of um, Small World and, and, and got the lowdown on, on Small World and how it, you know, came from the, the 64 World's Fair and that whole thing. And So you guys were only hitting things that were there during Walt's lifetime? Yeah, okay. that, that he, that he much, had, yeah. had hands in. Okay, okay. Uh, which was kind of neat. And then, um, so we eventually got through the, the whole park and, and we kind of stopped in front of the firehouse mm-hmm. on Main Street. And we broke up into two groups. One got to go eat the lunch that we picked out, and the other got to go up into Walt's apartment. Oh. And that's the kind of the, the, the apex of this entire tour. Mm-hmm. So if you're a, a super Disney fan, totally worth it, because you get to go into Walt's apartment. It's the only way you will ever do that. Mm-hmm. The only way. Cast members can't even go in. Yeah. Oh, man. They, you know, only tour guides. Yeah. Like- so, uh, and to do that, you have to go backstage, mm-hmm. which was kind of cool. Even though there's nothing cool to see it's back there and weird. at all, it's <laughs> it's just industrial, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know there's a lot of camouflage and netting, which you don't really see from 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 on the street. Right. But once you you go through the door, um, you're like, oh, that's just camo netting over <laughs> ducting. It, right. You know, it's just it's it's nothing, but it's still kind of cool. You know, in the little guard shack, there's some. Dude, a big mirror, and he's just combing his hair. Just, I don't know. Just it was neat. <laughs> and there was a little stable with the horses. Yeah, it was neat. Yeah. Um, and so we go upstairs uh, up to to Walt's apartment, and you kind of walk in, and instantly it has that old man smell, like mm-hmm. grandpa <laughs> smell. Still, it still just kind of smells like an old person's home, right? Um, but it's just a little flat. I think it's like 160 so, square feet or something oh, insane like wow. that. It's tiny. Very, it's very way tiny. smaller than I expected. I mean, it's literally the, the, the footprint of the firehouse. Yeah, that is pretty small. Then. It's pretty small. I wouldn't small. say it's bigger than this room that we're in. It, yeah, it's a, it's like a bedroom. And, and you know, so there's all that. There's the footprint for the, the firehouse, mm-hmm. but not all of it's usable space, right? Because right. you need cabinetry and toiletry and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, being in Walt's apartment we spent a lot of time up there which was which was really cool but uh i've only been emotional twice being in historical locations mm-hmm. uh once was in walt's apartment the other was uh being in uh, independence hall and 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 seeing where the declaration of independence was signed right Say those are about the same. <laughs> is, what does that say about me that I equate those two things on the same level? The greatest things ever in history. So, oh. yeah, I get that. <laughs> and it was specifically so we got to hear a lot about Walt's apartment mm-hmm. and what went on there. So, uh, uh, well, at this point, it was interesting. We had two tour guides. Our tour guide went with the people who were eating lunch. And mm-hmm. we and so we ended up with two different 
tour guide. Yeah, they have like stewards of the apartment kind of oh, thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, you know, you walk in and there's these two little day beds that are made into couches on either side of the room mm-hmm. and you kind of pull them out and then they're the beds and, and, and Walt and his wife had separate separate beds. Right. Um, which was, you know, kind of neat. And uh, But he, he was, t- one of them was telling us a story about, excuse me, about uh, opening day. Mm-hmm. And they had all the Mouseketeers up in Walt's apartment getting ready uh, for opening day. Right. And one of them, I forget the, the Mouseketeer's name, uh, they, she was looking out the window at the people coming into the park for opening day. And she remembers looking back up and seeing Walt with, he's crying. He was like tears rolling down his face. Yeah. And she, she was like, I was, you know, six or eight. And she goes, I didn't really fully understand. But now I, I, as an adult, I kind of realized that was he was seeing his dream come true. He had so much riding on this. He, right. He put like his entire Disney Studios. He hawked it like basically to, yeah. to make the park happen. If this didn't work, he was done. Yeah. Well, and he had worked his entire life, maybe not towards this particular goal, but just step by step getting bigger and bigger and bigger mm-hmm. with his ideas. I mm-hmm. mean, he's the original Imagineer, you know, yeah. like his ideas just grew to a theme park that. <laughs> worked <laughs> yeah well, and no one no one told him no like you couldn't tell him no right. i mean it was originally like a small rectangle shaped park in burbank and it mm-hmm. expanded and expanded and grew as his imagination grew so i can imagine being just overwhelmed with your emotions you know yeah. and, and and this you know eight-year-old child not really kind <laughs> of understanding it but uh, later on anyway it was it was really neat but i i dug the apartment and, mm-hmm. and so we got to hear a couple stories about the apartment like um uh, um, well, for example, it, when you go in the firehouse, there's the, the fire pole, mm-hmm. fireman pole, that, but it's blocked off. It used to go all the way up to the apartment. Oh, wow. So Walt's grandkids <laughs> and kids could slide down the pole and be in the park. You're just, boom, you're in Disneyland. That's awesome. Yeah. Until one day, <laughs> these two kids decided to see where the pole went, mm-hmm. and they climbed the pole. And why, why wouldn't you? Right. Yeah. They climbed yeah. the pole, and then suddenly they were in Walt's apartment. <laughs> And you know, also remember at this time, Walt was he was a rock star. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. he he had his TV shows, and and yeah. and he was he had a TV show leading up to Disneyland, and it was basically just a commercial for Disneyland and what was going on. Yeah, so he was everywhere, and and as much as he would want to spend time with his guests that he would bring in, mm-hmm. uh, people would stop him and and ask for autographs. Right, right. So suddenly, these little kids are in just partying with Walt. In his apartment, just like, and so apparently that got capped over yeah. real fast. Yeah. I'm sure he was very gracious about it at the time, but then he was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he's a curmudgeonly old man. Maybe he was kind Maybe. of a jerk about it. Get out of here. Get one off of, my carpet. <laughs> one of my favorite parts is there's this little tiny, like, kitchenette in the apartment, mm-hmm. and sitting on it was, there were two things that they had uh, placed on the countertop. One was this really ancient looking grilled cheese maker. <laughs> that apparently he used often. Okay, that was it's like, like a one, panini press. His was, favorite oh, yeah, food was just grilled cheese. Mm-hmm. So he just ate a bunch of those. I thought that was really cool. And then I can't remember the name of the drink. And it's Tom driving, and Jerry. Tom and Jerry. So he had this big bowl that said Tom and Jerry on it. And uh, I didn't know, but now I know that I guess it's a drink. And he used to make it for his friends. And oh. they used to drink up in the apartment. Yeah, Chef Tom and Jerry. Dude. <laughs> what's the What's the Tom and Jerry? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I think it has bourbon and it's a boozy drink. He did like oh. his bourbon. Yeah. All right. I'm going to check this out. I'm Googling right now. Please do. I'm already on it. Okay. You're probably. Um, it's happening fast. I'm a better Googler. <laughs> and they, they also have a little like a dorm fridge in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
they used to have a uh, uh, an orange juice stand in the park, oh. and Walt loved orange juice, and mm-hmm. and and so he would actually go there in the mornings and get orange juice and and kind of just hang out. Uh, one time, he actually stole the keys and <laughs> took him and his friend. And they were in their bathrobes, and they went over and like <laughs> walked in. I mean, he you know he owned the park, of course, mm-hmm. after hours. <laughs> Hanging around your bathrobe, um, and then after that, they decided just to stock his fridge with oranges. <laughs> yeah. and he had a little, like a little, little uh, orange squeezer, you know, the little manual yeah. kind of thing. So, uh, just cool, lots of cool stories like that. You got to see their bathroom. That's- yeah, that was actually a really cool part because you got <laughs> so you didn't get to actually was. you got to walk into the apartment. You got to, you didn't get to go over to where the couches were. So there was about this maybe seven foot. Uh, long area where you couldn't get in okay uh, but you can look and you can kind of i mean you could see everything yeah, it was very tiny off, so you yeah. could see it but it was roped off but the bathroom like you could actually walk in for the most part and like you we were standing right next to his dresser that uh the tour guide told us uh the top drawer was always filled with games and toys and crayons for his grandchildren and it it was what i thought was interesting about the bathroom itself was mm-hmm. that it was very art deco style yeah. whereas the rest of the apartment is this very victorian kind of yeah like late 1800s old lady know. grandma style yeah. but the bathroom was much more modern looking uh one of the stories he told was uh yeah so walt would 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 take out the you know crayon and the, and the paper and they would just uh, he would just have his grandkids doodle mm-hmm. draw something anything doesn't matter what and then Walt would make whatever they drew into a character, into a cartoon. That's awesome. And so they would just, he would just sit there and draw with them because he's still an animator. You know yeah. What I mean, you kind of, at least I kind of forget that. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know Walt as, as making Mickey Mouse and, and Oswald and kind of doing these things. But okay. then uh, most of us, most of the time, we just kind of think of him as the guy who owns Disneyland. Right. But he actually yeah. is an animator. He's an artist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And just kind of a neat story. It's pretty neat. Yeah. He's more than an idea guy. Yeah. <laughs> so after Walt's apartment, uh, you know, we, then we got to go eat. And, you know, the food, it's all right. Is that the Carnation? Was, there was a lot the of food. The Jolly Holiday. I keep calling yes. it the Carnation. The Jolly but, Holiday Bakery. Um, mm-hmm. My favorite part, you can you can order dessert. And I, <laughs> I, I, I got a macaroon. Oh, nice. But I don't like coconut. And so I didn't really put two and two together that a macaroon is... <laughs> basically coconut <laughs> yeah. made with coconut and i got it and it's it's cool it's in the shape of the matterhorn mm-hmm. and it's even dusted with powdered sugar kind of on the top and, mm-hmm. and it was amazing i don't like coconut yeah. it was amazing <laughs> for the guy who doesn't like coconut and doesn't really like sweet things yeah he loved it well nice. the dessert was free it was included in the things so i'm like well what am i gonna do say no to free dessert it was <laughs> um, a large meal though like i yeah. it, i had a hard time finishing it it was it was a big meal it was it was it was it was worth $112. <laughs> uh, but it was neat no. because, you know, like Taryn said, our, our original tour guide just basically hung out with whatever group he was watching mm-hmm. uh, while they ate, while the other half went up to Walt's apartment, right? right. Um, so you can just hang out and talk with him, and, and he would tell other kind of various stories. We don't want to tell all the stories. Yeah. Um, so that's another tip, though, if you're going to do this tour come with questions mm-hmm. i mean these tour guides they ha- they have this information they they all kind of cut their teeth and they all do on, on on different tours right so any lore or interesting things that you have or, or stuff you've heard about uh ask them they'll they'll know or they they'll just tell you i don't know yeah um, i totally drew a blank in my i had a billion questions ready and i drew a blank so write them down yeah. but then i started remembering them and i think we'll bring them up on later shows and things but uh 
we we may have talked about it on the last show. I asked him about the push trash can, and he said mm-hmm. it is indeed not at Disneyland anymore, uh-huh. which was right. Yeah. <laughs> well, also because I was right. Well, yeah. You don't want to be right on those kinds of things because it's sad. <laughs> hey, you, know, you can't hide from the truth. But yeah, so I ended up remembering some of the things, and he kind of squashed some rumors, and and I opened some other ones, and it, it was really neat. I really liked talking specifically to the tour guide one on one because he'll spend time with you. Yeah, not everybody's asking questions, so he'll right. answer anything. I mean, you have a lot of downtime because you're you're on all these tours because you're moving through the park, right? So as long as you keep up with him, I mean, he's not running, but uh, as long as you're just in front of the line, in front of the pack, and you just. Tap on the shoulder and ask a question. So, nice. I don't know. It's pretty neat. Oh. Anyway, that was the tour. That well, was yeah. the, the Disneyland yeah. walking, the Walton. Did the... we talk about the pin? Yeah. I thought that was off air, but. Nope. Okay. Okay. The, well, Walt, the Walton Disneyland's walking footsteps. No. No? No. What is it? Uh, the <sighs> walk in Walt's Disneyland no! footsteps tour. Not for sure I would get you on that. Uh, and also, um, Tom and Jerry, just real quick. Yeah. It's a uh, Christmas time cocktail. It's like eggnog, but it's served uh, warm That's right. with brandy and rum. There you go. That was his drink of choice, apparently. Brandy and rum. That guy was a drinker. Well, you know, it was the 50s. He had to be. That's true. Yeah. I guess everybody was. Yeah, like last time we went to uh, Carthay, uh, Carthay Lounge, you know, I was looking at Walt's Scotch Mist drink, and it's like, you know, reported to be Walt's favorite drink. Well, yeah, it's scotch and ice <laughs> with a lemon. That's the drink of an alcoholic. Yeah. You know, uh, what are you going to have to drink? Just straight booze. <laughs> really? Well, with ice. Yeah, make it oh. cold. <laughs> <laughs> cold booze. Oh, that's funny. Uh, it doesn't mean it's not good, though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's get in some news. How about that? Yeah, let's. All right. All right. I like news. Uh, here we go. It's time for some news, everybody. March in the past, present, and future with all the news that's fit to cover. It's the Ears Up Disney News. All right, that's the Ears Up Disney News official intro, everybody. Yay. We have some good stories. I, I, I do like the news. Let's let's lead off with a, let's lead off with a lawsuit. What do you think? Oh, <laughs> those are always fun. Yeah. They are always fun. Um so I'm not much for this techno music that the kids are all into these days, but apparently there's a guy called Dead Mouse. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah I've heard but it's spelled Dead Mouse Five. Yeah, and he has that almost Mickey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oddly yeah. enough, you should bring that up. Yeah. So apparently that guy filed a, 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 a trademark uh, on on the on his like little iconic hat. Oh. Oh, no. really? Yeah, folks at home, if you're around a computer, look up Dead Mouse, but spell it Dead Mouse 5. I don't whatever. Um, and it's just this little smiley face with two giant kind of ears. It doesn't really look like Mickey Mouse, but it, it kind of does. Um, anyway, it says, uh, it would appear that Disney and electronic music have collided yet again. However, this time in the form of a possible trademark battle between the distinguished company and Canadian progressive house aficionado, <laughs> Joel Zimmerman. Mm-hmm. Nice. I guess if that was my name, I'd, I'd go by Dead Mal 5, too. Um, anyway, uh, last year, Joel filed to trademark his signature logo, ultimately encompassing its use on various items such as electrical and scientific apparatus, vehicles, paper goods, etc., etc. 
however, Disney has revealed that it finds Dead Mouse's mouse shape insignia to be too similar to the classic Mickey Mouse head and fears that consumers may misinterpret the mark and find themselves confused as to the origin of the product. Now, Terrence, can you see this article right here? Yeah, I can. I can see it. Yeah. So there's the classic Mickey Mouse head in black and white. Yeah. And then above it, there's the Dead, Mal, the dead Mouse um, logo. And while they're not, you know. Those are too similar. They're, while they're, they're not the same, they're similar. They're quite simul- similar, actually. I right. mean, what does, yeah. the, what does his logo make you think of? Mickey Mouse. Exactly yeah. right. And, <laughs> and that's, I guess, been his kind of shtick for a while. Uh, last Friday, they reportedly uh, divulged that they will be investigating this trademark registration and have successfully appealed for 90 days to explore the issue. After 90 days are up, they may, in fact, choose to file a notice of opposition against this trademark filing. With the similarities being uh, between the two heads being a running joke in the dance music community, this situation may seem comical to some. Be sure to check back to this site for more news and updates. I mean, really, who's going to win this battle? Disney. Come on. Right. Like, you're really going to go up against Disney? Yeah. But I'm I, sorry, but that's just really stupid. But what I like about it is is that Disney um, has chosen, you know, has, they're, they're taking the, they filed for the 90 days so they can actually investigate it and think about it instead of just squashing his trademark rights. Right. Because yeah. they still have to pay for it, too. Um, and they need the money right now. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I kind of, I, I kind of liked to. Uh, I liked it. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess they, they are taking a pretty decent approach, but I, I just feel like, why would you try to fight? I don't know. It's it's odd to me. It's a little odd. Well, you know, he he filed for his trademark uh, on it, and but then, and then now, Disney caught it, too. Because um, he wants to get into merchandising. Yeah. Oh, okay. And he can't do that until he... Well, he can. That's the thing. Is he can. But, but he wants to protect it from other people using it. Exactly. And, uh, and, and making money off of his logo. In, in the world of uh, techno music is him and David Guetta. Like, they're the two biggest people right now. And so oh, okay. it's smart for him to, to try to do this, but he's not going to win. It's no. way too similar. Yeah, I think so, yeah. too. Um, here's some news that I guess I knew. I don't know. I, I've been hearing a little bit about it. Uh, Frozen. Have you seen Frozen? I watched it today as well. Really? I've yeah. probably seen it every day for the last month. <laughs> oh, kids. I, I, I saw it once. While we were in, in, in Disneyland, I didn't get it. I thought it was, all right, it's another Disney movie. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it is now the highest grossing animated film that has ever existed, yes. ever. Really? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, I guess I need to watch it, because I really didn't pay attention when we watched guess, it. Guess how much it's made worldwide, as of yesterday. I wouldn't even know where to start. Just guess. In the million. $50 million. No, I'm no, going to say, because no. Lion King made upwards of 200, so I'm going to oh. say, I can't see it. 750 way. million. I'm going to say 317. You're both wildly inaccurate. Is it in the billions? No. Uh, it's $1,072.4 million. Isn't that a billion? That's a billion. Is it? I don't know. I'm just looking at what they <laughs> what they wrote here. They said 1,000. Oh, so that's a, one point. A thousand million is a billion. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Well, see, I'm real dumb. We are having this conversation about how well, bad I'm at that. Whoever wrote that article. So. John Stewart. <laughs> Not that John Stewart. Right. Wow, that's still a lot of money. Let's get back to the real. Uh, yes, as it uh, also entered the list of top 10 biggest films of all time, mm-hmm. the Walt Disney Studios $7 billion release. Frozen has earned an estimated $398.4 million at the domestic box office and $674 million internationally. That's insane. That's crazy. Frozen is the first billion-dollar film for Walt Disney Animation Studios and its first film to receive the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature. 
Frozen opened wide domestically on November 27, 2013, posting the number one all-time Thanksgiving debut, 93.6 million on the five-day take, 67.4 on the three-day. And Walt Disney Animation Studios' biggest opening ever. It's not that good. Like, I don't know how else to say it. I agree. It's not that good. It's not. Is it? I have no idea. I really actually want to watch it now, but... is it on par with like, I know I, it can't be anywhere near Lion King. No. Because that movie is amazing. No. Is it on par with, say, Aladdin? No. Well, really? See, this is the thing. It's not even on par with um, most of the, I, I'm not a huge Pixar fan, mm-hmm. um, I, but it's not on par with Pixar movies either. It's not It's not that good. It really isn't. I, I found it to be boring. I, I yeah. thought, uh, I, in fact, thought Steamboat Willie had better storyline than this. It was... <laughs> It was. I thought it was boring and just not very good. But apparently, it remained at the top ten films at the domestic box office for sixteen consecutive weeks, the longest run by any film since two thousand and two. I mean, it just destroyed everybody. So I don't understand it. And I wanted to get your guys' opinions on the movie. I, I didn't really like it. I mean, I just it was like, okay, this is a, a movie. It's great. Um, yeah, it has to have something to do with Adele Dazim. Yeah, the Dell <laughs> Whatever. No, it's not. It wasn't that good. It wasn't. Um, my uh, hmm. almost three year old loves it. Sings the songs from it, but it wasn't that great of a story. And I think about. I'm gonna say ten minutes into it. Oh, I guess this is really much to brag about as an adult. <laughs> but ten minutes into it, I was like, ah, this was gonna happen. I already knew. You know? <laughs> well, of course. I mean, it's a Disney movie. Well, yeah. Well, you're also really smart. Yeah. So. Right. And I'm also not five. So I should be able to see what's happening a mile away. That's probably true. Huh. Um, so I don't know. Well, I that's thought, wild to me. Yeah, I, I, I thought so too. And, uh, you know, I thought it was worthy. It kind of makes me sad that I didn't have a desire to go see it like in theaters. Like I used to have that like, oh, there's a new Disney, Disney movie. I have to go see it. And that one I was like, that looks real stupid. No, no, no. Because as because once you get by, over the age of 26, you don't ever want to go out anymore because going out is boring. You <laughs> stay at home and watch. But also, you know, these people are coming back. Uh, showing after showing it's not just one person yeah. you know let it get to almost 400 million dollars just single people right there were multiple so then you're gonna get people who sing along yeah. in the theaters and that's gonna get real dumb so don't even worry about it <laughs> speaking right. of frozen uh, another one yeah there's okay. two frozen stories uh, speaking of frozen apparently there are conspiracy theories so there's conspiracy theories about Pixar-related movies and how everything's intertwined and, and, and things in Disney and all this kind of stuff. I like them usually. They are. Here's the latest one. Okay. Well, I shouldn't have pushed that button. There we go. Uh, here's the latest one. A frozen, tangled Little Mermaid connection. I think I know this. I, I, I won't say Well, it. you let me know if, uh, if, if you agree with this or not. So uh, Rapunzel and Eugene are in Frozen. If you blink, you might not see them, and you'll never get a great view of them anyway. But it's pretty clear that two Disney movies come together in Frozen when you see Anna welcoming people inside the castle's gates and get a a glimpse from the side of what clearly appears to be Rapunzel and Eugene from Tangled. This actually seems pretty feasible when you think that the kingdom in which Eugene and Rapunzel live, which is Germany, would not be too far away from where Anna and Elsa live in Frozen. Presumably, the kingdom of Frozen is somewhere in Scandinavia. The movie settings and names would make you believe that it takes place in Norway, which is just a lot north yeah. of Germany. 
uh, uh, if you recall, Anna and Elsa's parents, uh, who are from Frozen, right? Mm-hmm. Elsa, uh, they died three years before the time when most of the action in Frozen takes place. Yes. You might remember that Tangled was released in theaters three years before Frozen. Well, that's just silly. Well, it gets sillier. So how does this tie the two Disney movies together? The theory is that Anna and Elsa's parents were en route to Germany to attend the celebration of Rapunzel's return to her parents when the ship sank. That's just dorky. No. That's dorky. No. Maybe they were friends. I, I thought it was going in a different sort of direction. This would explain why Rapunzel and Eugene would feel compelled to come to the coronation for Queen Elsa. These two Disney movies, it would seem, are intertwined much more than it would appear on the surface. Did Tracy write this? She may have. <laughs> Here's where it gets even more, even more sillier. If you remember, The Little Mermaid mm-hmm. is set in Denmark, the same area of the world in which the Disney movies Tangled and Frozen take place. You might also remember that there is a prominent sunken ship in The Little Mermaid, perhaps the same ship that was carrying the parents of Anna and Elsa when it sunk. That's that's a stretch. That's ridiculous. You think? Okay. <laughs> that is way crazy. You know what it is? It's that Disney likes to put characters in all of their movies. This mm-hmm. is something I read recently. In Little Mermaid also. You know what? Conspiracy theorists, try and figure out this one. Try and figure out why during um, King Triton's celebration, you can see faintly in the background Mickey Mouse. Connect that for me. <laughs> People have. And oh I, I was God. I was going to put another article up uh, up here to talk about, but it's a little convoluted. So apparently on, <laughs> on on Reddit, which is you know the demon hole of the entire internet, um, <laughs> saying that because I've never been on it. Um, there's someone who has actually mapped the locations of Disney movies um, and tried to apply them in into you know the locations in the real world where they come from, right? So like Lilo and Stitch was in Hawaii. Um, you know, the Lion King was in Africa. It just kind of mapped all these kinds of stuff out. So some of the theories is, or, wow, excuse me. <laughs> well, some of the theories B. Yeah, some of the theories B is the followings. Uh, some of the theories are that uh, it, it all takes place within the same universe, you know, the same earth. Huh. It's all, you know, it's all happening. Or there are different universes and or, or they, they, take the pl- they take place over time. And so that's how some of the artifacts will be coming. I don't know. People have too much time on their hands. Yeah. Wow. This is too much. Why can't, whatever happened to just enjoying a movie and yeah. going, hey, that was great. Oh, that's kind of cute. It looked like, uh, the you know, Rapunzel and uh, Dude are in the movie. That's cute. I like that. Well, that's it's a little I mean. Easter like, egg. I like, I like. And that's it. I like considering them Easter eggs. I like that. I don't, that's what I don't are. need all of the, uh, the, the theory behind why that person's there. I don't care. Well, I think it's cool that I just saw Mickey Mouse or. Thumbelina or whoever. Right. Thumbelina. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's, a, that's a stretch. Um, I, I agree. I absolutely agree. And that that's kind of why I brought it up because it, it just it takes the joy out of it. Because, uh, yes, the animators put that in as, as, as like a little joke. Um, I guarantee you they didn't sit around going, well, I really don't feel that, that Rapunzel was on the timeline of Frozen because, uh, you know, no one's making the case for it. They just did it because it was yeah. funny. I will say that looking at a picture, <laughs> you can definitely see Mickey, Goofy, and Donald in the crowd. Yeah, in in Little Mermaid, right? Yeah, yeah, because it's funny. It's, it is funny. Yeah. I like that. There's yeah. no connection. I guarantee there is it. no connection. They it did not think about 
why they would be there. No, they right. just put it there because it's cute. Yeah. So what's the lesson here, folks? Just enjoy the movie. Mm-hmm. Don't look for a deeper meaning in, into Frozen because there isn't one. It's just for fun. Yeah. Look for a deeper meaning in life. Oh. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You just got totally meta. I did. <laughs> and last but not least, uh, Disney reveals the image of Shanghai Resort's pirates-themed land. So Shanghai Disney is going to get a pirate wait. land. Oh, so wait. Shanghai Disney doesn't exist yet, right? This Correct. is brand new? Correct. The theme oh. park, uh, which is currently under construction, would include a pirates-themed land called Treasure Cove and a ride called Pirates of the Caribbean Caribbean Battle <laughs> of the Sunken Treasure. Which oh. really, like, as creative as Disney is, that's the name that you choose. <laughs> Battle of the Sunken Treasure. Of course it's the Sunken Treasure. You're, yeah, that's kind of stupid. You're pirates. I don't know. It, it might as well call it Pirates of the Caribbean. Caribbean, people sail on ships. <laughs> uh, Disney unveiled Tuesday a computer rendering of Treasure Cove, which would feature several structures arrayed around a bay dominated by a pirate clipper ship. The multi-billion dollar Pirates movie series itself, of course, is based on a long-running ride at the company's flagship theme park in Anaheim. Disney said in a statement that the battle... Listen to this statement. It's amazing. The Battle of the Sunken Treasure Ride would feature a combination of new technology and innovation to bring guests along a pirate adventure that would include familiar pirates characters Captain Jack Sparrow and Captain Davy Jones. We're excited to reimagine the iconic world and characters of pirates for the first time as an entire land that celebrates the creativity, imagination, and and adventure of both the fan-favorite attraction and the popular film franchise. <laughs> Tom Staggs, chairman of Walt Disney Parks. I mean, just the most PR statement in the universe. But uh, huh. So shouldn't it be called, like, Tortuga? If it's based on the movie? I don't know, man. Yeah. I mean, why, why come up with this random kind of generic name when they actually have a name for the town that the movie takes place in? Well, because it's just an area. Tortuga Land. Yeah, can you imagine that? <laughs> uh, apparently, they've spent they've spent about four billion dollars on Shanghai Disney over the last fifteen years. Wow! Yeah, it don't, you know it only Ooh. took Walt what like two, two Less years? Than two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But and also, only... there wasn't sta- there weren't state of the art animatronics at that point. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so that's your news. That's your Disney news, everybody. Wow. No, I'm sorry. Excuse me. I have one more. Oh, thank oh. goodness. Yeah, I know. Right? Thought you were going to get out of here. Um, recently, they had the uh, the Disney shareholders meeting where they they did a few announcements. But uh, they one of the announcements they they brought out was uh, their plans for four new movie sequels. Oh no! You guys heard about these? Oh no! No, I have not. Right? Some people are really jazzed about it, and uh, you know I don't know where I fall on it. Uh, Disney has announced that it plans to create four new sequels. One of those sequels is something that fans have been waiting a while for, and a second has been expected considering how successful sequels have worked out for the popular children's production company. I just want to tell you I'm really nervous and excited mm-hmm. at the same time. Good. Mm-hmm. The first to be announced was The Incredibles 2. Oh, Fans have waited 14 years since the first one, although it certainly does not seem that long I for those who watch it over and over again on DVD or Blu-ray. What? I thought there was an Incredibles 2. There was not. Really? You're wrong. There was not. No, um, Samuel L. Jackson actually said recently huh. he's been asking for them to make a new one and it never happened. Oh. Weird. Okay. Uh, the original made... Six hundred and thirty-one million dollars. Wow! Yeah, it's pretty good. It's a good movie. Yeah, uh, actually, I never saw it. I don't think yeah. I've seen it. No, I never saw it. It's a terrific movie. Hmm. Uh, Disney plans to create four new sequels. Blah 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 blah. The second one is going to be a Cars sequel. A- again? It's going to be a. Uh, I'm sorry, a, a spinoff. Hmm. It's a new se- uh, installment to Cars. The popular movie about talking cars, which saw a spinoff called Planes, created 
has already had one sequel created. Cars was about a racing car who found himself. We all know the story. Mm-hmm. The third sequel is oh, going no. to be for planes. It's a very confusing article. Wait, wait what? Right. So they're going to make a, a Cars 3, I guess. Wait, so they had Cars, Cars 2, and then Planes, which is a spinoff. So are they making a sequel for Planes? They're making for- a sequel for Planes. They're also making a, another one for Cars. So a Cars 3 and a Planes 2? Right. Did anybody see Planes? No. Apparently they did. Weird. Disney already has the full name for for the Planes. You ready for it? Yeah. It's called Planes, Fire and Rescue. <laughs> it's like... It's borderline Thomas you, the Tank. Are they trying anymore? No. Like, if you just have that much money, I guess it just doesn't matter if your movie kind of tanks. You just get you just do a second one because anybody yeah. that watched Planes will watch Planes too. As long as you make uh, as long as you make your money back. <laughs> Here's the story. Uh, it's a story that involves friendships, <laughs> weird trust, and the importance of doing something that a person believes in. Isn't that what every movie is about? Every movie ever. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, yeah. Finding Nemo fans will be happy <gasps> to hear that a sequel yes. about Finding Dory, the fish with a short-term memory problem, is going to be created. I would see that. Uh, 2016. I'm going to see that in the theater. I would see that. Yeah. Okay, we'll go together. Yeah. There you go. And that is officially the end of the news. All right. All right. Well done. Some interesting stuff there. Mm-hmm. The world of Disney never fails to uh, surprise. That's for sure. It keeps you on your toes. Yeah. <laughs> There's a it, lot of stuff going yeah. on. Yeah. It's surprising that their stocks don't go up higher they're they're, they, they're they doing stay pretty, pretty well right steady. now i mean they stay it's a safe bet but like they don't ever skyrocket they don't well, dip think, too low yeah i don't know why that is i think uh it'd actually be interesting to get a financial analyst on to talk about it maybe because <laughs> yeah uh you know they're all, they're doing entertainment and that's a very volatile market so yeah. mm-hmm. i think you just have to invest in the long term in disney and just kind of write it out so maybe that happens. is that is them doing well by not tanking. They have their eggs in <laughs> yeah. a lot of different baskets as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, they have well, ABC. There's a lot. And they going just on. bought a, a a YouTube yeah channel yeah. producer for like five hundred million. So they're they're really expanding. Yeah. I want them to buy me. <laughs> they might. I'll do. Are you for at, sale? Sh- to Disney, sure. All right. I'll let them know. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. I don't know what that means either, but let's move on. Uh, All right. Well, it's time for the fact of the show, and we'll do that and then get out of here. What do you guys think about that? Sounds Sounds good. great. Hang on. I need to bring up my my music. My musics. All right. Because we can't get out of here to no music. That's just not how it works. No, that would be awkward. Uh, so, fact to the show. As we all know, there are a few horse-drawn trolleys at Disneyland. We've all seen the horses kind of <laughs> clomp around and, uh, and you know, all their duty and stuff, which is funny to point out and go, ah, ah. <laughs> what's Winnie the Pooh doing out here? Uh, anyway, uh, the horses pretty much all look alike, and they all have names, which can make it hard to, to tell apart. So, if you want uh, something fun to do or, you know, if, if, if your little princess or prince likes, uh, you know, horses, you can actually go to City Hall and get a, a list of all their names, which I thought oh, was pretty cool. That's kind of cool. I bet they have pretty cool names. The sheep over in the, uh, or goats? Go- the goats. 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 Yeah. They have pretty cool names. They all have little name tags. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I think the horses do, too, names. but I, I think you can actually go, you, you actually get this the list from City Hall, and you can, you know, interact with the, I don't know. I yeah. thought it was pretty neat. That is cool. I like that. Yeah. It's a good fact. Thank you. All right, let's get out of here. It's time to leave the land of ears up. Please go find us on iTunes. Rate us. Subscribe. Head over to the blog. Subscribe to the blog as well. Check out social media for all the pictures and photos and things. Taryn, you're doing a great job over on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Thank you very and, much. Uh, Twitter and stuff. So uh, reach out to us if you have anything to say. Until next time, everyone, keep your ears up, would you? <laughs>